Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. <laughs> you know, the, the, the clapping cracked me up. Hello, Tony Brown. Is Tony out there? Well, she's going to she's gonna dial in. Tony, if we, we can't hear you, you need to dial back in. Well, okay, now you can hear me. Now you oh, can hear me. There you Good are. morning, there everyone. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Uh-oh. Why do I get a little static? You're not on your cell phone. You're on your landline. I hope that's that landline, girl. Uh, of course not. I'm close on my. I'm on my cell phone, but I can get you're on not, the landline. Uh, yeah. You, you, why don't you dial us back in while I set up the prep? Okay. Cell I'll phone. do that. Okay. You know you're in New York. Your cell phone ain't gonna act right. <laughs> Jamaica Queens. So here's what the show is about this week. You know, last week we had a wonderful show. We had great feedback on Facebook, and we were talking about the Jay Z situation and how the game is played. And, you know, the intent of this show is to ruffle feathers. If it gets you off your butt, if it makes you think twice. And actually, I think about this. If that show offended you, you have some personal work to do. You really do. And and whether you choose to do it, that's on you. But whenever a conversation is had, and we have to have it about culture and race and gender, it is to help transform us to get us better because we are in a bad place in America. We've been there for a long time. I'm actually very pleased that it's on center stage so it can be properly discussed because it will not be solved if you don't want to have the conversation. And so for those, that's my personal opinion, but I'm thinking about the science of this game. When you think you don't want to have a conversation, a hard conversation, it's time to take a hard look at yourself, an authentic look, and check yourself. It doesn't always feel good. Change doesn't always feel good. But when you think about if people, if you were treated the way the people are being treated in the news and the press, um, how would you feel? And if you don't feel a sense of urgency, then you really, really have to do some soul searching. Have you joined me yet, Tony? Here I am. so you can shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the, it's the truth. Um, but I, you know what I find interesting, though, is that people can ignore their uh, racism uh, when it's in their best interest. Absolutely. Um, and I find that interesting. Um, you know, people go to church and they read the Bible and they the Bible and they want to tell you about the Bible and give you Bible verses and tell you what you shouldn't do. But when it comes to doing the right thing, oftentimes, that's not what happens. The you know, right I thing doesn't happen. It, the right thing doesn't happen. And, and, what, and what really, when it doesn't happen, that's when we have to put on our big underwear, right? <laughs> put on our, big, our grown-up clothes and behave like a grown-up. My dad used to say, you know you're an adult when you do what you don't want to do and, and then until you learn how to get it right. Yeah, and but you know what? Don't, I, go, don't go to the church. Don't put the gospel music. Stay home and make pancakes. You, you right. don't, don't bother because you're just but you know, taking it's, up But, you know, it's very interesting. We had feedback from the white audience, and I have to tell you, while mm-hmm. some white folks said, I feel offended, 
Um, and then I spoke to them and they said I was offended because I want you to talk more about the good white folks. Well, I thought I did. I thought I'm constantly thanking the good white folks. But I had a wonderful yeah, but you, gentleman. But, but the, good, the good people and not just good white folks, good people have to correct the other people. Right. And that's good what we were talking Good people are going to have to stand up and correct. Right, right, the right. Bad people. But, but when, right, I totally agree. Black and white, because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was right. really spanking the black folks about, look, get off Jay Z, but you better figure out this game. But I had mm-hmm. a wonderful gentleman, and we we sent love letters um, in regards to friendship to each other right. from Texas, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give him a shout out, Michael Eakman. And Michael Eatman is a white guy and, and in the armed forces. And he was mm-hmm. like, I, I totally agree with you. And I got so many black friends and I can't figure out why white people behave. So when I hear it for white folks and white folks are like, I don't even get it. Like if you mm-hmm. just stop and if everybody took um, just thought at uh, this year, what I'm going to do is meet two people from each different culture to expand my horizons. It really does make your brain brighter because you learn so much more. And uh, and so that's something we're encouraging. But this show is almost a, a piggyback on it. I, this show is about progress, doing change, challenges, and transformation. And what I am happy to see, Tony, is mm-hmm. how much how much progress. I want to talk about how much progress is being made. We're both on Facebook. I'm a huge fan of Facebook. I love great stories. Daily, I get wonderful stories. You know, women owning their own trucking company. Uh, there's another woman that just won one of the largest contracts. She will be building the uh, the JFK LaGuardia Airport terminal. How that would be that? Cheryl term- McKissick. That, yes. And we have Cheryl has been a client, yes, in the past. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, because you're she a big has- time. Tell me, tell me. Well, she was the president of um, Women Builders Council, and we did, I think, two of their galas uh, uh, back a few years. Um, they they stopped the gala for some reason or another. I can't remember. They were going through a transition. But um, I was pleased to see that uh, Cheryl McKissick is, has the contract to, um, to build uh, much of LaGuardia Airport. Um, I wish I could remember all the details about Cheryl um, and very, very nice, nice woman. And I hope that um, Tina and I, you know, through Brown Wynn, have the opportunity to uh, to make contact out with her and reach out to her again about the possibility of working with her. I would love to really have that experience of working directly with her company. Um, hey, well, hey, let's put a proposal yeah, together. Yeah, she would be a love. She would be a great person to talk to in general, and um, you know, talk about. I, I believe it was a family-owned business initially. Um, I wish I could, off the top of my head, remember the history of her company, but certainly a dynamic person. And also through uh, some of the events we do with uh, Black Enterprise, Cheryl was going to be on a panel. And I actually work coordinating some of the panels to make sure, actually all of the panels, to make sure that they go off as our client directs, and they are, uh, you know, sometimes back-to-back, and also there's three consecutive panels running at the same time, and because I'm doing that work, I don't get to say hello to many of these people that we know, people who are doing this great work, people who are opening companies, and you think you're going to get a chance to say hi, how you doing, so glad to see you here, Uh, did you know we work with Black Enterprise? And you know what? I, I think we'll put, will, let, so she was on a about, panel. 
I wanted to see the panel, had all intentions of seeing that panel, didn't get to see the panel, didn't get to see Cheryl. So, I say we, yeah. uh, why don't we, what we're really gearing for, because we have, this first year on the radio show has almost been like a test testing the model. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spoke to her, an extraordinary, and I think um, the best um, producer in radio is Sandra Rogers. And I want to give a special shout out to Sandra Rogers. I know she lost um, a loved one uh, and you're in our prayers and we're thinking about you and we love you. And I really am grateful. She's just an extraordinary human being. Um, look her up. She's also a singer. So look her up in the Arizona area and all that good stuff. But uh, the intention is to really go hard for the next season and really calibrate our guest and send out press release. I think we've had a year to almost practice. And thank you, listening audience, for letting us practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to bring back the critical people. Uh, wouldn't you agree, yeah. Tony? Yeah. And, Absolutely. And so it would be great to put her down, you know, on that list. You'll get a new. We're getting a new intro. Also, how about that? We're going to beat that intro. Yeah, but, but listen to this. The first um, a, a black woman appointed California's first ever Surgeon General. I mean, this is really big. Her name is uh, Brooke Harrison. Received support online from politicians. Barbara Lee. I know Barbara Lee. I've I've had uh, uh, wine and cheese and champagne um, at Nancy Pelosi's house. Um, I, I don't say I know her, but she greeted me, let me in, and fed me. <laughs> but that being <laughs> you know said, uh, this Nadine Harris, congratulations out to you. This is a big deal when you think about the landscape that we are living in, right? Nobody's giving anything to anyone Um these are well-deserved, qualified people. Then we have the first black woman nominated as a Marine Brigadier General, right? Girl, how about that? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm looking forward to the time where we don't have to say first black anything. Me too. I know. My but God. Like how many? We, I know. 400 years. People have been go. working towards goals forever. Right. And it's taken X number of years for for somebody of color to get the top job not even get the top job get on get to the table well, get a job. I, you know, i'm gonna get i'm a- gonna kick it up a notch because uh carlotta scott and for you guys that are in the political play she's at one time one of the most p- powerful political um speakers out there and you know i she sent me the email that says look here's an equal pay day you know um mm-hmm. we're trying to Close the gap. Average um, a black woman in America is paid 21 cent less than white women, right? And black women in the U.S. is paid 39 cent versus than white. We don't want to go white and black. We don't have a choice, though, because we mm-hmm. have to use it as our measuring stick and gauge. If we show up, um, and Harvey did a wonderful study to show if you have the same level of education, Right. You come from the same background. They did this beautiful, beautiful study. I use it um, when I'm pitching mm-hmm. diversity mm-hmm. and multiculturalism. Um, but it still takes African-Americans, even if they graduated Harvard, you know, and two point three children, so on, et cetera. It still takes six to eight years to get them in management. Their careers right. are delayed. Their income is already mm-hmm. less. But then their careers are delayed. White uh, exactly, America is, exactly, exactly. is getting into uh, management. But, you know, you will have somebody who, who's been working at a company for 25 years. 
and, 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 and can't climb the corporate ladder. Like, how many years right. we got to stay there? So, so people, we don't have a want, shot. We, right. we, stay, we, we stay because we, we, we're hoping for a shot. Other hoping people for don't a have shot. to stay at the company 10 years, right. 15 years to get a shot. You know what I mean? Um, right. This uh, phenomena of the Popeye chicken sandwich uh, this, that happened this week, Van Jones posted uh, on Instagram uh, oh, yeah. and said, Van oh, Jones, yeah. uh, uh, he's on <laughs> now, I think, on a regular spot on CNN. Van Jones posted a picture of the top of the corporate ladder at Popeye's. There's not one person of color. Not one. And he was like, we can get excited about the chicken sandwich, but take a look at here, people. Take a look at right. what, the, what the top rung of Popeye's looks like. There's no person of color anywhere. So we, and that's why we keep having these conversations, because we have mm-hmm. so much more. I, I, if, you, if everybody just take, just, just wrap your heads around this. 400 years. If you think that you're sick of listening to this conversation. We're sick of fighting this battle. We're sick of fighting this battle. Um, And the fact that we have to do it. But you know what's so wonderful? We don't have the article. We would love to have it. I even tried to get a hold to it on Amazon. And that is the wonderful article in New York Times about, you know, April, I mean, August 20th, 1619. Um, This is for our listeners worldwide. 1619 was the year the first uh, couple of dozen of slaves were uh, brought to America. Uh, this being the case, in this article, I do know it shares this from watching CNN. And it said, African-Americans are the most patriotic people because they're the ones that have made sure the conversation about equal- equality and once in our U.S. Constitution is held up. Now, that is such a tremendously huge thought. Because of our fight for equality, we've been holding up this country's level of accountability. Just sink that. Just let that sink for a minute. And that's profound. Wouldn't you say, Tony, when you think about it that way? Yeah, absolutely. But this conversation goes away. This conversation goes away when we no longer um, have this systemic racism. But even in the in the case that it is no secret, the whole planet knows. Um, the Philippines president says, "Could y'all stop killing black people?" Uh, um, you know, everybody. This conversation is on the center stage about really the level of hate, anger, and hostility, and um, how about cruelness and dangerous yeah. America is. Cruelty. If you're not a white person, this is a country. You are living in a dangerous, cruel country. Um, that's yeah. the experience you're having. Latanya, did you see uh, the story? It was probably on Facebook. I happened to be on Instagram and saw it. Uh, heard about it initially, and then saw the video for it. it was a young African American woman went into Target and wanted to use a coupon for a dollar fifty off. I think some Tide, and uh, I don't know if they accused her of having a forgery, uh, but they ended up calling the police on this young lady. I did. And she's see outside that. of the Target. She's an expectant mother. She's four and a half months pregnant, she said. Yeah, and she's no, outside being searched by the police. And yeah, this is the level of, this is the level of cruelty. I, I, yeah. I, I, how, what the thing is, you know, because people put, because it, it's happening to you and you don't even understand why it's happening, you're talking back to the police, you're 
questioning the police makes them feel like you're resisting. Well, I mean, when I'm just going to put it like this. In people shock, of color said, have I came to get in here with a coupon that I got off of but people have, you know, how, keep the lawsuits how you going. End up with I mean, I, I've been you. in that situation where I've had to go after between eight to ten white officers, and I, I mean, they tried everything. Oh my God! I mean, it took forever to get the the the, the police supervisor uh, get the paperwork to them. Right. They were ducking and dodging. If I had to mortgage my house, I was going to win that lawsuit, and which I did. Um, mm-hmm. But you just have to, we have to stay in the game. We cannot let up. We cannot let up. And I know it. if people only understood, we have children and grandparents we're trying to take care of and, and, and work. And the fact that we have to stop to sue you, to treat us like human beings, everybody should be taking to the street. We, but but we, we're you gotta, go, you, we're you have to bro- be alive to be able to sue somebody because you potentially could get killed in, in yeah. the process of what's going on. And I'm not sure if it was last week or the week before, the gentleman was walking from the parking lot into the restaurant, and the white lady in the car said she looked at him very suspiciously oh, yeah, or that. angrily. Or what, and now he's standing outside of the restaurant surrounded by five cops. But, I'm not, but at the same what? token, police officers aren't <laughs> doing their job because if they did their job, they would say to the person that made the phone call, you know, this is a, a false call. We could have been working on someone, you know, doing something really that affects the community and you will be charged next time. We're going to go to break. We have about 30, se- yeah. uh, 30 we'll seconds or we're probably out of the 30 seconds. When I get back, I'm going to kick it up a knot. We're going to go. We're going to inspire you now. We're going to talk about the woman that just got a, her degree at 82 years old. Thanks for listening. Not just right. talk radio. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change can be a scary thing. It's way too easy to stay inside your comfort zone. But the world is changing, and that's not going to stop. Without adapting yourself to the rest of life is just selling yourself short. Join Sandra Hill every week for Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. You gain insight with expert guests, experiences, and tools to help you navigate the change and perhaps even welcome it. Listen live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome. Good morning. <laughs> Not just talk, listen well, to audience. I just want to tell I, a listening I, I, audience I gotta, that I was I'm scolded. Because during the break, Tony went you know, to the time. I just scolded me during the break. Some of these conversations are very Tony emotional. Tony went off. I was like, no, hold that for the show. So, Tony, oh, right. the very mic is emotional. all yours. Oh, my God. Hmm? I said, Tony, the mic me? is all yours. Uh, it's, no, it's frustrating, it's, but it's, at the same token, and that's what I wanted to talk about. At the same token, Tony... The progress that's happening. And, and, and it's so interesting. If we just go through history, um, uh, uh, America's racism, we just, we fuel. I don't know if the mindset is, you know, and I've had that conversation with myself at three o'clock in the morning where it's like, you know what? I don't care how much I show up and work 72 hours a week. I'm not going to get the same partner salary because it's the world we live in. Another generation will have to reap those fair benefits, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to suck up everything I can possibly learn because when I leave here, I will kick everything up another notch. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, am witnessing that through the, the news. Um, there's this, uh, woman that's 82 years old, Betsy person, um, she just got her degree at 82 years old. I don't know if many of you know, uh, as of a couple of years ago, African-American women per size has, has, is leading now in the largest percentage of women per race group with a college degree. So pat yourselves on the back. Um, mm-hmm. And you just see, I don't know. Let me just say this. Have you seen the shows on OWN Network yeah, Tony. Um, Tony, it's yeah, never yeah, been I, I, that. I, it's a, that's yeah. outstanding. Um, Oprah is quietly, because if I was head of her marketing, it wouldn't be done quietly. If the goal was to make sure that everyone watch her shows, we would get that done. Um, because I, I look at that and go, "Oh my goodness, what I can do with this!" The quality of these shows, and and here's the sweet part. The fact is, people, non-people of color, are watching full-colored cast. And the quality and the story transcends race. That's that brilliant space. We're watching history in the making and film, on, on television film. If you haven't watched, wherever you are in the world, plug into the OWN network, whether it's Queen Sugar or any of the programs. It's yeah. literally brilliant. The stories are so authentic and mm-hmm. so truthful. If you really want to understand the black experience, no television, not BET. It is what it is. Viacon, I love you, but it ain't happened. Um, VH1, it's cute. I mean, not VH1. Um, you know what I'm saying. Uh, TV1. But Oprah shows and the storytellings and, and how they're laid out and the visual is really the essence of that alternative experience, the bigger experience of America, the experience that literally has held this country up and continue to hold the world up with the, what our level of creativity. So hats off yeah. to the OWN Network. Well, well, her, I, love, um, I, I love her series. I think it's called Love, the conversations between black couples 
uh, talking about love and their relationship and marriage and the future. I, would, I guess that they might be considered documentaries. I'm not really sure yeah. what they would it's be called. It's not a vignette documentary. Yeah, yeah so I, I love them and um, actually got a chance, surprisingly, to see two people I know, a couple that I know, participate in um, in the series. Um, and they have a very, very interesting uh, story. It's, so, it's beautiful. Um, it brings the human. Yeah. It brings the human experience full circle. Um, if you know, I've had I've had one of my white friends say, you know, after I watch Own, boy, I wish I was black. <laughs> See, I, I said, really. Uh, but I also want to give hats off to Jada Pekin Smith's son, Jaden, yeah, and Will Smith's table. son, Jaden. I mean, what a humanitarian! They should be so mm-hmm. proud of him. Um, mm-hmm. He has these I love you food trucks. Um, right. He's has these systems for clean water. This is all happening. Wow. The more the police participate in this systemic racism and abuse to humankind. And, and, and I'm going to just say your civil rights are being your, your civil rights are being, you know, challenged and even taken away from you, um, that people are rising to the occasion. And you know what I love? Let me tell you what I love. This is what has happened in history. When we see this abuse happens from white America against people of color, when the cloud clears and it calms down and the numbers show up, we have grown. People of color has taken hold of such a large percentage of the industries across the board. So why they're mm-hmm. kicking and screaming and saying, you're going to jail because I think your coupon is, is not real <laughs> or you looked at me funny. Y'all keep doing that because all it does is fuel our progress. See, it's all it's doing. The young people are like, we're not going to. I got 25 year olds and 30 year olds saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to help change this. I'm not having it. And so on one end, it is horrible. But on the other end, it is birthing success and progress. And that's why. Hate is so unintelligent. That's why racism is so unintelligent. Because while you're damaging, it's it's just like anything, you know. The, yeah, you, you know challenge how it works. People now to succeed. Yeah, you challenge you challenge people. people to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that wonderful, wonderful shot of Mr. Buster Rhyme kissing his son on the forehead that was going off to college to Lincoln University for his freshman year? Um, he's standing uh-huh. in the hallway of the. Of, right. I'm sure. And right. his son has surrendered. His body, his arms, as to his side. He's that moment speaks. I think somebody will probably do it in white and black, and it'll be posters um, or on T-shirts. Um, the level of passion and power in that photo gives me chills. You know, right. I like I when a that's man. What, that's what that's parents a, are working towards. Parents are, are, are I want to say slaving, but. You know, parents are doing everything they can. They're sacrificing so their kids can have a better life. Our parents did it. Your parents did it. My parents did it. And um, you watched him do it. He was, I got you here. You know what I mean? It's like I'm I'm turning you over. But was your dad the kind of dad that would say, hey, I love you? To be educated, yeah. Was your father the kind of father that would wake up and say, hey, I love you, baby? Was, was, no, did my you have father, that father wasn't like that. I think his, um, not that he wasn't affectionate. Yeah, he was affectionate at times, but my mother was, of course, much more affectionate. But what I, my father's way of showing love was getting up every morning and going to the Jamaica Bus Company, rain or shine, for 35 years. 
That was the no, way he felt. And, and, and I have to and tell that you, that was college. my father's style. So when um, my dad, and I get it, 1930-something mm-hmm. baby, um, mm-hmm. you know, they held everything and um, they're just trying to keep us safe, right? And Correct. my father's style was, of course, I, I feed you, Donna. You have a roof over your head, Donna. And on one end, yeah. I think he was trying to make us strong. On the other end, I think that's all he had because he had to stay in a certain space, you know? Absolutely. Um, You know, black men were still fighting for equality, fighting to get decent housing for their family. Besides going to work, you know, coming home and not getting killed, trying to find a a neighborhood that they could live in because, you know, you, you couldn't live in certain neighborhoods. Yeah, you know, you know, I, so, yeah I, I, know. I, I totally agree. I but what I, I'm no, loving think, think, about the next generation is that the Buster Rhyme generation space is now saying, because that's going to help with depression due to, I mean, this large amount of depression in our culture, non-white culture, is because of racism, right? Uh, um, mm-hmm. And so... We can we can we can actually map it back to the pressure of racism, uh, 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 some of it. But that being absolutely. the case, I love the absolutely. fact absolutely. having to absolutely. to deal yeah. with that on a daily basis. Everything you did, you had to consider. Everything you did, you have to consider. And I I don't know if the world understands. I think they understand we couldn't do certain things, but I don't think they understood the extent of the things that we could not do. You couldn't live um, with certain neighborhoods. But you know, my you thoughts are, if you're a certain person, you don't even care. The, the, the fact that, <laughs> you know, the fact that I can't imagine, because I have marched for almost everything. And while I was in New York, Abner, anything, you know, you know, anything that's not, how can you treat people less than? I can't imagine, and I would never want to be that that person on the other end that mm-hmm. no, my fellow citizens is in control mm-hmm. of this abuse and not participate. I mm-hmm. love being black because I think being black, I am not only resilient at the highest level, but my level of forgiveness really helps define the essence of my strength mm-hmm. because it's the fuel that fuels why I am and, and, and the um, wake up every day and know I have more to do. It keeps me fueled for I have more to do. Um, and, and so I can't imagine being in that space where it's like, I only got to do what I want to do and have to do because that's a lazy brain. But uh, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, I do love the fact that this generation under 50, because I got some friends that's in their 50s, and, and, you know, I wouldn't want them to be my daddy. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I need that strong, look, I need to know I am, my father did something really well, and that was, we were invincible as Marvin Jr. children. Uh, mm-hmm. We did not want to disappoint him, but we also knew that, Everything would always be okay as long as my father was breathing, right? Right. But but hats off to Buster Rhyme for uh, for publicly showing his display of love, and, and we need that, and we need it, and we need more of it. Yeah, we sure do. That was a great a great photo. I saw it saw it again yesterday, and I, the pride he must have to 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 drop his kid off in in college, you know. And his kid is still alive. Cops haven't killed his kid. You're turning your baby over to the university. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's yeah. Can you? I I don't know how people do it. I I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. 
turning my child over to this horrible society. But on the on the flip side, I know um, if they can make it, they're stronger from it. They're smarter from it. They're more diverse because of it, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're more, and, and, and in the end, um, they'll be okay. Because we have mm-hmm. seen generationally how we've become okay, even with such right. bad behavior. But, but something more, let, let's shift that. We were talking earlier, um, you know, this is what we talk about, how to be progressive and the moments of change and challenge and transformation. Um, the fact is, people, you just have to keep moving. You know, Einstein says nothing happens until something moves. And it's a, it's a tough planet. But, um, Tony, you and I are both entrepreneurs. And um, it has not been easy. We've been there where the deals go over and over again. Uh, do you think our universities are pulling it off? Do you think, you know, our parents take us from bosom to growing up and then they turn us over to the universities? Where, what are your feelings I, I, about the universities? I think, I think if I was a young person and I had to do all over again, I would go to the college and I would suck up as much information every day as I could possibly get. Because, um, you know, sometimes when you're in it, you don't see the big picture. The big picture to me is that you want to, you want to leave college and you want to have options. I want, to, I want to have studied something that I have the option of getting a job that I could support myself and I could get an apartment. And I could do these things after I come out of college. And I did everything that I could that will help me get on the trail to developing and creating my own life for myself. I can't say I did that when I went to college. Um, But also, too, which is another factor of racism, is that my parents didn't go to college. My parents went to high school. And in most cases in the South, that's exactly what happened. You, you were lucky if you got to finish high school. There are people out there who are my parents' generation. Their education stopped at elementary school. So my right. parents couldn't help me navigate college. They couldn't help me navigate co- They didn't know anything about college. They just knew they were working their behinds off to get me and my sister in there. Do you think that so, college, you, you know, do you mm-hmm. think college is doing their part in regards to helping nurture not just entrepreneurship, but social justice. Here we have five, six million students entering college. I think that number is somewhere, and it's so ridiculous because I'm working with a university just for the next couple of days and that contract's up. Um, So I had these numbers in my head, but Mm -hmm. um, so sorry. But do you think the universities are doing their part in educating our next generation of leaders about social justice, about human rights? I mean, I just find our universities so quiet across the landscape. Right. And this I'm, is I'm gonna, a teachable moment. I'm going to let you answer that one because I know you are working in that space. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I, got, I spoke to someone this weekend. It was a, a late call. And I know that people are, you know, people that are, have not grown up in the academic funnel uh, in regards to their profession are highly disappointed. There's some innovative new ideas sitting right at the edge to come in and say, look, universities should not be ran by people that are completely PhDs that have never worked in the real world. And I I do see a difference um, because I think, you know, as a marketer and a strategist, one huge difference I see whenever I've worked with universities 
is that they really don't realize, even if they have a PhD, their understanding and access to the real working tools and softwares in my industry, marketing, they've never had access to. Universities cannot mm-hmm. afford the, uh, the, the tools we use in the real world. And so their theory concept of marketing is like really baby 101. They're getting their butts kicked. So the smart universities are coming out of these smaller towns and cities, and they're hiring experts that are growth marketing experts from the big city with agency experience. And the difference is is tremendous. But does, yeah, we need a revamp. Because right now, it's being, like I said, uh, the uh, people that are in these places of education, they should have a requirement that they have worked in their industries or in the corporate world or global world for about 10 years before they reach these pinnacles in these, in, in these particular organizations. I see a huge gap. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I, but I think in the next two to five years, they're going to get their butts kicked. It's like anything. Uber showed up and said, y'all not doing this right. Y'all making folks call and wait for a cab. Watch what we do. Right. Zillow said the same to right. the real estate industry. The education right. industry is going to get their butts wiped off the ground. And they're already numbers are dropping. Seven, you know, a, a fraction of people complete on the other end. But, it, you know, with that being said, I want to p- continue that conversation. We're going to go to break uh, listing audience and um, we're going to talk more about that because that's a wonderful uh, platform to really help create conversations in the world that we live in. And I don't think they're stepping, I don't think they're stepping up, um, up to the challenge. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. Not just talk radio. This is the voice America influencers channel. Be inspired. Get ready for High Vibe In It with hosts Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibe In It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio. We were, just before we went to break, we were talking about universities and and the role they play. And, and I know um, in regards to uh, issues of uh, whether you're a Republican, independent, or de- Democratic, the, the re, you know, the leaders of a university is not going to uh, put that out there. But human rights and social justice workshops across the country, I mean, you could turn a campus into a community mega center, right? I mean, how about universities offer a one-hour, two-hour social justice or or some type of free workshop online where people just want to really understand the basics of their rights and how to handle things, right? And and I'm going to get on a Black Mm -hmm. historical universities also. By now, they should have produced some kind of three- to five-minute video on how to manage the police and racism in our country. Where, where are you people? Where are you? Where are you? You know, I, I, I am. I, yeah. So th- that, that's my that's my feelings. I'm looking for um, uh, leaders that have, have proven experience in the industry. And I'm looking for entertainers and celebrities that have been very quiet about this um, to roll out some kind of new accredited framework or partner with universities for a new framework in regards to this space because what 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 we have now um it's not working you know universities doing some five thousand dollar fundraising event for 60 people to show up and they think that they've done their part is unacceptable it's unacceptable uh, you know, we we have a certain level of expectations, and so I think the unit, I think the, that that industry is going to take a hit for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, universities are used to living in their own silo and and doing things their way with their prestigious titles, and the fact is, they now have to compete in the real world like anyone else in market. You know, mm-hmm. and they want to mm-hmm. do it their way. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. That's the way we've all. We're, we're not. We're not Coca Cola. Well, I have you to know the world has changed. In order for you to get your market share, right, and increase your share of voice, you have to, you have to actually develop campaigns as engaging, right, um, and, and models and strategy, just like big brand companies, because that's how people are trained to look at them. Mm-hmm. See, it used to be. Uh, Growing up, I just want my kid to go to Spelman. Now, people are like, wait a minute. I have 5,300 options online. Right? If right. I could, you know, I, I, could, I, I have, because, you know, at first people were like, is a quality vacation available online? Now it's like, oh, absolutely. It's not only available. So, you know, people are going back. Um, the older people are going back. The younger people want to go out there in the world and try a couple of jobs and see how it feels. And then they have a tendency, white America have a tendency to come back to school around 33, 34 years old. 
African-Americans and Latinos, they start to return back to college around 40, 42, right? And they go, no, we got to go back and let's get our degree for so many different reasons. But um, for all the universities that are, are, are listening and leaders that are listening, I mean, you know, there's an opportunity for for you to be very inventive uh, and innovative at this point uh, because the new competition and, and innovators of this planet is on your butt and they are not playing. Like I said, if I got a call at 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday about this subject, you know, t- you know, Tanya, let me tell you what's brewing. <laughs> uh-huh. Big th- Things are ready to big things are ready to change in about you know two years in the industry. As a matter of fact, it, it was the person said, "I have a degree, and I am so I refuse to sit down with anyone in, in the educational world because they are cocky and arrogant." And I said, "Well, you know, I don't name call her. I'm not going to go that far, but I get the frustration that people are having. You know, I get the frustration. I get why uh, I don't think Jada Pekin and Will Smith children, and I know Jada, uh, I know Will Smith had a scholarship to MIT, but their children, you know, you say to yourself, are the rich and famous people sending their kids to college? I mean, at that mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. I don't see I don't see those numbers happening. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. any of the Kardashians went to school. I know David Chappelle went back to his great-grandfather's um, school, and he said, you know, I, I'm the first person in my family that didn't get a degree. By the way, he's also the first person that became a millionaire. Uh, and he, he did a wonderful presentation. But the fact is, um, I think that you need both. I would love to see a degree that says you work for two years in your industry, and you, you also do two years of work. Right, uh, uh, in, in in a university setting or online setting, but um, it, it's a it's a mess at this point. You know. Yeah, yeah. Hear, hear yeah. Your thoughts. I hear a little fuzziness. What is the fuzziness coming from? I have you know, no you gotta, idea. You in that New York beastie? Oh, that's because there's so many people. That's there. right. That's why we got high vibrations here in New York. Anything, <laughs> anything could be going on. <laughs> You know, I'm looking at, at all. I'm looking at Facebook, mm-hmm. and there's a motivational video, and it's, it's I've come too far to quit now, and that's really yeah. where we are. We yeah, come, we've absolutely. come way too far, and there's no quitting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, there's no quitting. So I, I mean, I hope this is inspiring. The concept of this show was to remind you. Yep, all of these issues are happening and they're frustrating and so on, et cetera. And they're going to be people, no matter what we say or they see it, some people just really need to feel like they should remain privileged. And I don't care. You can feel whatever you want. The deal is be careful because if you're on my lane, I'm going to run you down. I'm going to get what I need to do done. I'm not going to hurt you physically, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm absolutely not going to let hate, racism, and this ridiculous mm-hmm. mindset, because I never bought into it. I have never. Well, I want to. T- have you? Well, I want to go back to the woman who just graduated at eighty-three. Uh, a couple of years back, I was watching. Um, maybe it was the Oscars, and uh, they gave the Lifetime Achievement Award to this gentleman, and I can't remember the specifics of of the films that he did. But at that time, when he accepted that award, he was like ninety-two years old. 
and he's at the mic, and he thanks the Academy, and he thanks everyone for their support, and talks about his films. And then the man said, and my next project I am working on now, and it's about, and I'm thinking this man is 92 years old. (laughs) If he's working on his next project, I should be working on six projects. And 92, he had no plans. You know what? Bless his heart. I mean, because I have to tell you. He did not say it was a wonderful run. He did not say uh, I achieved this much. He said, and my next project is about. And I'm like, well, I, I, I need, need to, to go I need to my to go desk right. I need to go read more because I have to tell I'm a consultant. I own a consulting company. I try to keep it very small and tight. We're the big thinkers. We come in and read, you know, you know what we do. But mm-hmm. um, at True One Agency, if you want to check it out, go to trueoneagency.com. Uh, but I'm tired. And right now, I mean, I'm finishing up one project. And I'm not going to do, please, if you're a university, don't call me. I'm not doing any more universities. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done. Um, but I have three people, wait, three companies waiting in the wind right now. Um, and I know that's a blessing. People are like, are you kidding me? And I probably could have more because I haven't marketed it all. Just people are calling me saying, do you have time for our company? I am so tired. Tony, I cannot put words around it. It's we like, had that how conversation are these people getting? Yeah, I'm, t- I'm exhausted. And, and I know it's mm-hmm. because Dr. Isaac Horton told me actually this morning, he said, Tanya, I've never met anyone that lean into something. You go into a company and you become that company. I say, yeah, but 99% of them don't even appreciate it. But that's all another conversation. But um, I said, it has exhausted me. And I don't know how to turn excellence off because do you, I don't, I've never seen you not be, and I've known you now for over 20 years. You know that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never not seen you absolutely exceptional. You know what I mean? mean, That's nice to hear. Well, you know, I think everybody has to take some time to rejuvenate. And I feel like that's my time right now. I really had hope to, you know, ride my bike this summer. I should have been to the beach 20 times already, and I thought I was going to be doing these things, and it didn't go that way. Um, And, you know, not for any particular reason, just life. And, you know, my dad came to New York, and he stayed with me for a month, and, you know, uh, that takes some focus. And and so now I feel like I didn't get that break I needed, and um, you didn't send me a ticket to Bermuda or a cruise, so... (laughs) <laughs> and so I feel like I just kind of, uh, you know, I've just withdrawn actually for a couple of weeks. And I think I feel bad, but I also feel like it's my right. Like you've got to detach, you've got to disconnect sometimes. And I think, and I, and I learned from that that I have to give other people that space too. When no, they, I, I mean, you know, I, I, totally, I totally agree. You know, I am yeah. on a journey. I moved to the South purposely. I walked away from from everything to just really breathe. I, I have created a wonderful partnership. Uh, Donna Armstrong, shout out to Donna Armstrong, an extraordinary woman. And, um, and, and hopefully there's just in a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll, I'll be working on something new and it'll be very, very, it's very, it's not going to be, it is very exciting. Probably one of the most exciting things in my adult life. Uh, when you, when you connect with extraordinary kind people and authentic people, but uh, I'm going vegan. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in search. You know, I'm in search for, it's a perfect time to change, not just your perspective about how we respect and treat each other as humans. It's a perfect mm-hmm. time for you to look at 
yourself internally. And it was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm doing the vegan thing. I've been watching. I can't remember this woman's name. She's amazing. She's a funny little lady. Uh, very mm-hmm. beautiful woman, and she encourages vegan, and, and, and she tests a lot of products, and she's all over Facebook and YouTube. And so I'm in that space of going vegan. Um, I meditate an hour every morning, mm-hmm. unless, unless something is really, you know, people are calling me. And um, I really, if you, if, you, if you knew me a year ago, you should come back and introduce yourself. Or if you know me, you know, call me and reintroduce yourself. Because I, I really feel that I'm a completely new person. I do. Right, a little more focused. Um, I, I think focus, yeah. a sense of self-value, um, um, self-value in the space that I am worth stopping and getting off the world and taking care of myself and not mm-hmm. beating myself with these clients. These clients are going to be okay. They're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they don't learn from their mistakes, trust me, they'll still be okay because somebody's going to come in and deal with them and they'll either have to sell their companies, change or transform. They're going to be fine. I'm over it. <laughs> We're down you to the minute. Well, there, Anything you want to share with our listening audience? There you have it. Yeah. There We're you down. have it. We're down to the last minute. I'm going to encourage everyone to share a positive um something positive um, on Facebook or any of your social media or tweet out something positive. Um, I want you people to get quiet and understand when you see all the turmoil, the, 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 the foolishness on the planet, it's a great time for growth and to progress and to self-reflect and fix things. And I also want people to look at uh, this thing called peer pressure and bullying. Sometimes it comes directly from our family and our closest friends. Um, you're in control of that. If it doesn't suit for suit you for what your intentions are, clean house people, it's okay. Um, sometimes yeah. they show up a little later on the journey, um, but yeah. keep things simple and, um, and and be authentic and be kind. That's what we really wish, that everybody just take an extra effort and, and remember we're all humans and we're related whether you like it or not. And uh, that's down to our... <laughs> That's down to the end of the show. Would you say, Tony? Yeah, that would be it. That that you that know, would be it. That would be it. Yep. Um, that would be it. And it's why we, you know, thirty seconds is why we we constantly remind you. We could tell you we love you without knowing you. We could tell you we love you even if you don't love us back, or if if you're one of those people with um, with hate in your heart, uh, because we really mean it and. Um, and love is love is growth, right? Love love is growth. It's a, it's a healing, and so we we encourage everyone yeah. to stay yeah. strong. You know, participate in something um, positive in your community. I also just want to give one last shout out to Teresa Henry. She did an outstanding job. She's from Newark, New Jersey, and she does these wonderful financial literacy. Uh, programs. Check her out on Facebook or Google Teresa Henry on YouTube. Uh, I had a wonderful conversation with her yesterday. I hope for, to have her on the show. Uh, with that yeah, being that said, would be and done, wouldn't that be great? Uh, if no one told it you they love good. me today, we do, right, Tony? Big old capital Yeah, we letters. sure do. Make it Ciao. a great week, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.